Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, everybody. Brian Davis here. It's Longhorn Confidential time again. Here with the fellas, Danny Kirk had said, no, they did not cancel the season based on what Texas did Saturday in the Cotton Bowl. 55-48 to 48 decision against the Oklahoma Sooners in the in the uh, one of the most epic Red River shootouts we've ever – I'm sorry, showdowns we've ever seen. Get it right. Whatever. I know. Whatever. Get it right. Whatever. Thank you, AT&T. But nonetheless, Texas blew a 21-point lead for the first time in school history and lost a game. It was also the biggest comeback OU had ever registered in school history against the Bevos. And guys, let's just start. Let's just start talking about the fallout because yes, there are six other games, and we'll get to Oklahoma State in a second. But a lot of fans who are going to be watching this, you know, are wanting a pound of flesh. They want us to pound the table on Sark and the defense and the missed tackles and just the overall meltdown of it all. Uh, but I thought I thought the guys today were pretty level-headed about it. Seemed some, seemed to me. Yeah, I didn't see a whole lot of. Anger. They were they were down, as you would expect, but uh, didn't see a whole lot of, you know, anger. And uh, not that you need to, but this is a game they should have won. I think everybody would agree with that. Probably even a lot of Oklahoma fans. You can't have a twenty-eight to seven lead, or thirty-eight to twenty lead at halftime and not close that out. And uh, that may be the saddest thing about the whole deal from a Longhorn perspective is. We thought they'd learned how to finish, you know. Uh, they did so against TCU with that final clock-killing drive, and they clearly did not finish. So is this just kind of the same old Texas, or I don't know. Did you see a whole lot of progress, Ed? First half, yeah, I did. But here's the thing. Um, the issues that plagued them in the second half, and I got, I'm, I'm, I'm going to applaud, applaud Casey Thompson and Moro Ojimo and BJ Foster and Derek Kerstetter and Snacks Colburn for showing up today and answering some tough questions that, that the coordinators should have been answering. I mean, Question. I would love to have a conversation with PK right now and, and chop it up with him and ask him about uh, why, why there wasn't more heat on Caleb Williams. Why did you continue to rush three and drop eight when OU clearly had clearly adjusted to that? Uh, but you, but, but you're asking amateur athletes to answer those questions. So, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to wait till next season, right before the season. And I'm going to have a whole list of questions for the coordinators when I, because it's going to be the only time I get to talk to them. So um, when you're up 38, 20, it's human nature to want to, settle in and say, this is who we are today. And, and we're going to get this win. I understand that. But when the, when it starts to go off the rails, there has to be a plan B and they, they just simply didn't have a plan B 10 points in the second half. And I don't even know that they sat on the lead. I just think that what was working, number one, Oh, you stopped making mistakes. Number two, they got Spencer Rattler the hell out of there. And those were two huge two huge adjustments. And, and the last thing I'll say is I came out of there going, what would have happened if Sark 
had been as as uh, prescient as Lincoln Riley was and gotten Hudson Card out of Fayetteville in the first half. What would have happened then? Because we saw what they did with an unproven guy. And I just wonder if that would have happened with the horns. Yeah. Not allowing the assistants to talk is the weakest thing about um, Steve's kind of regime here at Texas. It was a week last year when Tom wouldn't let his assistants talk after games. And it's weak that um, Steve doesn't let them talk at all. And these 20 year old athletes are forced to be the voice that their coaches should be. And I know Steve kind of likes to say that, you know, he's the voice of the program and he kind of wants one unified voice, but you know, it's not one voice. These athletes who aren't getting paid aside from their NIL deals are having to ask, answer our questions about calls and, you know, what was a meltdown and these coaches making millions of dollars, just chilling, um, watching film right now, not talking to us. And I know a lot of people at home don't care. And they're saying who, who cares, you know, shut up, quit complaining. But I, I just, I find that to be weak. And that's just kind of how I, I felt about that since, um, since Tom was here. But as, as far as the game goes, um, I thought Texas would be four and two at this point in the season. I thought the loss would be to TCU, not Arkansas. So, I mean, they're kind of on track with what, um, I thought Oklahoma's a, a top five team. And yes, Texas was up early, but this is not a you know 15 minute game. And I thought we expected some defensive issues and, um, you know, give um, Lincoln Riley credit for going to Caleb Williams and not continuing to just beat that Spencer Rattler uh, thing into the ground and you know, having the conviction to do that. So, I mean, Oklahoma's a good team. They're not some, you know, bad one in five team. They got hot. Texas couldn't stop them. And, is what it is. I, I think Texas is going to rebound just fine. I don't have any, like, I still think they're going to the big 12 championship game and they're just going to have to figure out a way to, you know, close out those games. Cause that fourth quarter was, was troubling, but this team still put up 48. It wasn't like they, they got shut out, you know, 50, 56 to, to 10. That's, that's a good point. And I purpose, I, I, I am really looking forward to going to spring football where said brings out his list and goes, KJ Richardson, let's start with Arkansas, you know, and <laughs> we have hey, to Caleb answer. Williams. What happened there? Because Caleb what happened what against happened, Caleb? Right? Why do y'all think we're definitely going to get the assistant coaches ever again? I don't know. It's just it's just the idea of uh, said said saying that I'm I'm going to make a list, so we're just going to go right down the list. I got a legal pad for you too, if you need to That's borrow. That's funny. Um, let's hit on a couple of news items for today. Uh, Jordan Whittington with a clavicle injury is out. Jacoby Jones with a foot injury, I believe it was. He is also going to be out. Neither uh, uh, Sark gave no real timetable on when they could return, but Jordan Whittington, obviously with a clavicle, I mean, that could very well be, I don't want to say season ending, but definitely regular season ending uh, for sure, potentially. Mm -hmm. Um, And we'll see what happens with Jacoby Jones. But uh, more than anything else, guys, uh, there are more games to play and Oklahoma State is up next and there are six games left, as a matter of fact. Um, and I really think there's a strong possibility Texas is favored uh, by by smart people in the desert in all of these games. Now, does that mean they're going to win them all? I don't know. We'll see. But to Danny's point, um, Texas does have you have to you have to when you look at the big big the big board here, Texas does have a have a real track back to Arlington in the Big Twelve title game. So is all hope lost? Yes or no? No. They're still good on offense. Mm-hmm. They got to clean up some things on defense. They got to replace big Jacoby Jones. Um, I think Marcus Washington has shown he's capable of making plays 
if, uh, you know, without Jordan Whittington in there. So um, will they learn from this experience? Sure. And I think they, I think they have in place uh, Casey Thompson, who's more than capable of leading them back to a big 12 title game, but they're going to have to clean up some things. And first and foremost, they're just going to have to learn how to, when, and I know it's cliche, but when you have your foot on someone's throat, you don't you don't pull it off. You 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 finish them and uh, test. Kudos to OU. They came back. They won the game. But Texas had them dead to right, and te- Texas should never give that lead up. Uh, not to just against OU, but against anybody. A timeout. Second, when you give up fifty-five points, you don't need a few clean a few things up. You got big problems. You giving up 55 points. OU's offensive line, I'm not saying it's in tatters, but even all our Oklahoma Rider friends said this is one of their worst offensive lines in a long time, and they just gashed you know, this Texas defense. But we've They're heard that to- before, Duck. How many times have we gone into an OU game and Barry Trammell has said, oh, man, they can't cover, and then they get three interceptions? They just seem to always rise to that occasion. They so, do against Texas. It's the theater. Yeah. It's because of the theater of the Cotton Bowl and the game itself. It's a big game. It's not just a normal game. It I'm is just a asking, game. though. But I'm asking: Is this a really, really good defense? That just needs to clean a few things up, or is this a very flawed defense that plays okay? I mean, they almost lost the the TCU game. I mean, give up a 99 yard drive when the game's kind of on the line and you can just – But they don't have to be yeah. really good to beat to win the Big 12. They just need to be average. No, no, no. I understand that. I'm just asking about the defense specifically. How well, big is their problems? I mean, the defense is not great. It's not – may not even be good. But, you know, right. no one came into the season thinking that defense was going to be great or good. They, they need to be average. They need to support their offense. And if this offense is scoring 48 points, they need to, you know, not lose the game. So – I don't obviously there's some problems with that defense, but there isn't a Texas fan out there. There probably isn't a, a one of the assistant coaches who we're not talking to. Probably not one of the parents of these players who thinks that this defense is great. But this defense needs to be good enough to get the job done. And the players know that. Um, the players who came today were more than willing to be accountable for the flaws. Um that were exposed on Saturday. They just need to get better. And you know, um Oklahoma's a good offense. They're not going to see an offense like that the rest of the season. They just need to be better against the offenses that they see. I'm not a big I'm not a big fan of that term complementary football, um, but but the but the defense is playing winning football because the offense and the defense together. This is this is a team that plays winning football. They just can't close the door. I mean, you know, the fourth down stop against TCU. Uh, when they should have put the game away and drove a stake through Gary Patterson's heart, they couldn't do it. Uh, they should have closed. They should have slammed the door hard on the Sooners, and they couldn't do it. So, to me, this is a to me that goes back to you have to learn how to win. Um, and I who have never won big at the college level, and for any of these guys, um, you know. That's gonna. That's a process. That just doesn't happen. Alabama didn't just wake up one day and and win. You know, a hundred games against unranked teams. They just didn't do it, right? Um, and so, that to me is what the process of this season is all about: is Sark taking players, developing them, and taking Texas to the next level. And just make a play, okay? I think we'd probably all agree if you just change one or two plays, 
you know, Marcus Washington catching a touchdown pass, staying in bounds. Deshaun Jefferson, uh, Deshaun Jameson, the strip play. If that holds <laughs> up, if Darian Dunn, you know, prevents that perfect touchdown pass right there at the, the start. I mean, the Oklahoma receiver who runs out of bound and comes back in, makes a catch on a crucial third down. Sedna, Terrible talking, call, Big 12 refs. Terrible, terrible call. And said, now we're talking about how big that way because Texas is up 14 nothing, and then Oklahoma punts. He yeah. dropped his hat. Yes. And when you drop your hat, right, that means the the receiver ran out of bounds. And if he mm-hmm. wasn't pushed and replay showed that he was not pushed, then you call that flag. And I don't care what the score is. And and then I just thought that was a I think that was a pivotal part of the game. Now we didn't know that OU Huge. was going to come back and win at the time, but Texas is very deserving of that call on a day when OU was penalized how many times? Two? Zero till what the fourth quarter. Yeah. So on the day where they weren't getting called for penalties, and we see obviously in the press box that the kids stepped out of bounds. But see, that's what I'm talking about. You don't you don't throw your hat down if you're not gonna call that flag. Well, they thought he was pushed, obviously. I mean, if he threw his hat down, well, he'd push at some point, but I think he was already out of bounds when when he got pushed, if at all. But my point is that play changed. Marcus uh Touchdown catch that wasn't Deshaun Jameson strip, Darian Dunn, BJ Foster not losing sight of the ball on his foot. If any one of those changes, they get a really good chance to win that game. And I would, if I'm Stark, I'm saying, you know, Xavier Worthy had the game of his life, did have the mistake on the fumble on the kickoff return, but then he comes back and makes two sensational catches. They should not be that far away. And like Danny said, if they just have an average defense. Uh, they're going to be in every game and with a chance to win every game. I still, I still go back. I still go back to. If we're talking about close plays, I still go back to Keaton Crawford's, you know, toenail being on the line at Arkansas, or he catches, or he gets a, yeah, he gets the muff punt big. at the very beginning. Boom! Texas up seven. Nothing. That was big. Though. That was big. So um, we'll talk more about Oklahoma State on Thursday as as we get as we get ready. But um, to me, that's what the big overarching messages of, of today is that it, it felt like these guys met with uh, coaches who, who didn't, you know, up, upbraid them, didn't pull, pour paint off the walls, you know, MF and them like, like previous staffs would have done. It's almost like, you know, look, well, that's, that's what they did. Herman staff, you know, was well known for cussing them out. Um, but the thing is, is that that just doesn't, fl- that doesn't fly to Kirk's point for a team that's close you need to show them teachable things, and so they can fix it. It can't get better the next time. That's his phrase, isn't it? Teachable moments. Sarky that is that, that, fin- that and finish. He's the a drill. teacher. Yeah, he's yeah. a teacher. I like that about him. Yeah, I like the even kill. Um, I I believe that they believe in him. That's important. That hasn't always been the case uh, in this program with the head coaches. So I, I just I just think he's the right guy for the job. But but the last thing I'll say is, oh, he just let a great moment get away from him. How big would this have been if they win 55-54? It doesn't matter. If they get out of there with a win, then the Big 12 zone notice that the Texas Longhorns are on the way up. And now mm-hmm. what, we're, what we're left with are more question marks than answers. Danny, any final thoughts? Now I'm good. Let's roll. Let's roll out. That's uh, been a been a been a long week. We have a long week ahead of us. Let's just let's get to get it. Let's get quick Kowski on the phone right now. Let's, Come on, yeah, PK. We'll, 
PK. Yeah, we're this, the, we we will, all four, we will all four go on a search for PK and also Kyle Flood. But that's all the time we have for here. We're going to keep keep this one shorter a little bit today. Remember, you can catch all the action on hook'em.com, part of your subscription with the Austin American Statesman. We love subscribers. We want you to read, but we love you to subscribe too as well. Absolutely. So that's it for the guys here. For, for Danny Kirk and said, I'm Brian. We'll talk to you next time.